What's up, everyone? This is Landon with LDM Lawn Service, and you are listening to the LawnCast podcast. I hope everybody is doing well. I know I am. We're down here in sunny Florida, and right now the temperature is in the lower 40s. I don't know when you're listening to the podcast, but the, the date of making this podcast, we're in the 40s, and it's really cold, and it feels great outside because we don't get this often. And when we do, we kind of treasure it here in Florida and we kind of take it in. And it's nice to have some cooler weather for a couple of days. I think it's only supposed to last a week or so. So we're soaking it all in as much as we can. I feel bad for you guys up north right now. I'm getting a lot of messages and stuff and everybody's saying that it's snowing or raining really bad. And everybody's doing snow removal or leaf removal right now. But down here in Florida, we're still kicking it, man. We're still mowing. We're doing everything that we usually do in the summertime. Just the grass has stopped growing as fast. So right now we're on a bi-weekly service. Anyway, all that aside, I just wanted to come to you guys today and talk about something that I get asked somewhat often. And I figure that it may help one or two of you guys out there maybe listening. Maybe you're just starting in the industry or maybe you are someone who has been doing this as a side hustle for some time, lawn, well, lawn mowing as a side hustle for some time, and you want to go quote unquote big time. So today, the title of the podcast is going quote big time. Basically, what I just want to talk about is how you can transition from a part-time solo guy who's maybe mowing on the weekends, doing a couple lawns here or there, maybe for some cash under the table. Hope the IRS isn't listening. Doing some doing some part-time stuff on the side, cash under the table. And maybe you want to go into lawn care service full-time. Maybe you want to grow a business. Maybe it's something that you want to do. Maybe you want to quit your nine-to-five job and actually work for yourself and grow something that's meaningful to you. And today I just want to go over a couple things and give five different tips as to how how to help you possibly start the transition into going full-time, what you may need to consider, and just figure out what you can actually do to start going, to get the ball rolling, to make sure that you can possibly succeed going big time. So the first thing is, is equipment, and this is always the biggest factor. Obviously, you have to have the right equipment to do the job. We're mowing yards, so you need to make sure you have a mower and things like that, obviously. So I assume that if you're already mowing yards for part of part time right now, you probably have some type of equipment. It may not be the best equipment. It may not be the top of the line professional grade equipment that we're using. Maybe maybe it's not a still. Maybe it's not an echo. Maybe it's not even a Husqvarna. It may even be some cheap brand from the hardware department store. But it's something that's been getting you by to this point. But now it's 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 time to maybe upgrade equipment and see what you need to actually get so that way you're able to upgrade. So first off, I want to talk about weed eaters. You want to make sure you have a good weed eater. I would suggest to possibly get maybe like a combi setting a combi attachment for the weed eater so you can have the motor of a weed eater but you have the attachments so you have a weed eater possibly an edger and possibly maybe some hedge trimmers so you kind of have a three-in-one type deal those are really popular it'll cost a little bit of money up front but if you're able to get something like that you'll be able to have like i said a three-in-one deal and you'll be able to 
have that right off the bat. You'll have your weed eater, you'll have your edger, and you'll have your hedge trimmer right off the bat. And especially if it's just you, you're going to be the one doing all the work. So you don't need to have a weed eater separate, a separate weed eater and a separate edger to where you and another guy can do weed eating and edging at once. You have one piece of equipment because I'm assuming you're just starting out and you're just trying to take on some more properties and it's just going to be you. The second thing would be a mower. I'm going to assume that right now you're possibly using a a low grade push mower or you may be using a really entry level zero turn or possibly an entry level stand up i don't know if they make entry level stand ups but we're going to say you have you possibly may have an entry level stand up you're going to want to make sure that that's something that you can work with one of the things that i noticed when i first started and you can check this with your mower, you can check different dealers, and you can actually call your local dealer, your lawn care dealer, and see if this is true in your area. But I've noticed that a lot of the commercial mowers cut a lot higher. The deck heights go a lot higher than the mowers that are a residential grade. So for example, if you're getting something like say a Cub Cadet, like a cheap little Cub Cadet from Tractor Supply, or wine guards or your, your Home Depot or Lowe's, the deck height may not go as high as something Whereas a Husqvarna or a Gravely or a Skag, some, some brand like that, a more professional grade, more professional quality brand, the deck heights may be a little bit higher or lower depending on what brand you pick. And you want to make sure you check that out. You want to make sure that you're cutting the appropriate height. You want to make sure that the area you're in, like here in, in Central Florida, we cut a lot of St. Augustine and St. Augustine's a really, really thick grass and it thrives in sandy soil so we cut the we cut st augustine on a four and a half to five inch height and that gives us the best the best look and that's the appropriate cut height in my opinion for st augustine because we may be cutting at a four and a half or five inch but once the mower sets on the grass the grass kind of gives it's kind of like a sponge so when we're on the grass mowing the mower kind of sinks a little bit. So at the four and a half, five inch mark is where we find best. So make sure you check out your cut height on your mower and make sure it's appropriate to what you're cutting. So if you're in Kentucky, I'm sure the grass is going to be different. If you're in the Southeast, Northeast, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this at, just make sure your cut height is appropriate to what type of grass you're cutting, etc. Moving on to blowers, I would recommend that you get something that is pretty substantial up there in in ranking with quality just because this is going to be one of your biggest time eaters when you first start mowing possibly by yourself especially if you're doing 25 to 30 maybe even 40 yards per week starting out this is going to be one of the things that you're going to want to make sure that you have good quality blower just because like i said it's going to take the most time you may be starting out right now like i said we're assuming that you already have a blower so let's say you have a cheap handheld blower from lowe's or home depot again it's fine for the couple of yards you do a week you know a week maybe you're doing them on the weekends things like that if you got five or six yards in a day you can easily use your handheld blower. It doesn't have as much power as a nice backpack blower or a stronger commercial grade handheld, but it gets the job done. But if you're going to be doing 10, 15, uh, 20 yards a day, you're going to be doing this full time. You're trying to go full time. You want something that's going to be a little bit more uh, better in the blowing category in the air that it's pushing out you're going to want to make sure that it's it's something that's more commercial grade because you're going to want to save time 
on the, your yards because obviously the faster you get yards done the more your hour your profit per hour is and the more money you're going to make in the end so if you're sitting there for 30 minutes on each yard trying to blow the yard because you have a piss poor little blower and you're losing money because blowing takes the longest of anything to do it it's longer than weeding edging and mowing you're going to be losing money on these yards so if you're doing 10 yards a day it takes you 10 extra minutes that's an extra 100 minutes that's an hour and a half almost of just blowing when you may need to go out and buy a better blower that is a more commercial grade i know echo makes a handheld still makes a handheld if you can't afford the more expensive models where their backpack blower the backpack blower and the more expensive models the handhelds will do just fine but they they push some power i've used some before so that'll really help you drastically so point number one make sure you have good enough equipment i'm all for starting with what you have i started with what i had in the garage so just make it work make sure you have you know a weed eater good weeder good edger good blower good mower a good set of hedge trimmers just to start and go from there number two is making sure you really exhaust and go through and just let every single person that you know, all of your contacts know that you've started a landscaping company or a lawn care company and you are looking for some new clients. So some people may know, as I said, we're assuming you already have some clients right now. Maybe it's just your your family, close relatives, aunts, uncles, grandparents, things like that. That's what I had when I first started. The first thing I did is I went through all my, all my contacts in my phone and I actually just sent a mass mass text message to every single contact. I don't care if I talk to them one time in my life. I don't care if I talk to them on a daily basis. I don't care if I don't even remember these contacts. I just sent out a con a, a text and said, Hey, listen, this is Landon with, you know, I didn't have the name at the time. So I just said, Hey, this is Landon and I'm starting a lawn care company. And if you live in the Tampa area and you want your lawn cut or you want something done, let me know. I can see if I can come out and give you an estimate, etc. This is a good way to start. And the best thing about this is, guess what, guys? It's free. This is free. So if you go through your phone right now, and I'm sure if you look at your phone, you probably have four, 400 or so contacts in your phone. I know I do. You guys can advertise to 400 people for free in a matter of minutes. Just go through, type up a mass type up a, a text message that's just a general text message and send it to everybody and see if you get any bites from that the third thing is licensing this is probably the most boring thing and the the most i would say vague process anytime you really deal with any government entity it's going to be pretty vague the customer support is going to be horrible and it's going to be hard getting answers from anybody but i would just contact your local your local government agency so i would go to your local county and see what you may need to start a lawn care business like i know here in tampa i'm in hillsborough county florida we have to have business tax receipts so for any of us practicing any type of business or, or doing any type of business in the county we have to have a business tax receipt that's one of the things that i would recommend you check out and see i'd also check to see if you're the, the specific county or the specific city you're cutting in or you want to do work in do they require a license for you to mow do they require some type of license for you to do any type of lawn cutting etc you want to make sure you just exhaust these these 
this this information and just find out what you need because the last thing you want to do is go out there and not know what you need start cutting and then get in trouble and have some type of issue come up also do you need workers comp are you going to need workers comp are you able to be workers comp exempt what type of insurances do you need do you need insurance on your equipment do you need insurance on a trailer if you have a trailer do you need auto insurance things like that do you need some type of liability insurance just a general liability you need to check into these things and make sure that you're current that you're compliant with any ordinances or any type of any type of regulations in your county in your city and make sure that you're able to actually go out and cut grass and make sure that you're ready to go as soon as all these permits are are pulled or all of these licenses are fulfilled you can go out and cut anybody's grass anywhere in the county or anywhere in your state and you'll have no problem producing any documents for anybody and you'll have no problem cutting anywhere as long as you have these things in place number four is marketing and this is a big one we already talked about number two which was kind of express exercising and exhausting all the contacts you have this kind of piggybacks onto that this is just marketing and and one of the things i did in the very beginning guys is i actually did the contact approach where i went through my phone and 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 text everybody but i also put out a mass post on my facebook page when I first started and let them know the same thing, I said, Hey, this is Landon. I'm starting a lawn care company. And if you live in the Tampa area, I'd love to give you a price on lawn service, blah, 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 etc." So Facebook's a good way to do this. You could even do that type of post on Instagram. You could do that type of post on LinkedIn. What I found really works if you want to do some type of paid advertisement, but you may not have the money to do a lot right now. Is to go to Craigslist, guys. Go to Craigslist. Go to your 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 state, your city, and then your county. Narrow it down all the way to your zip code, and then post an ad. Go in there. Go to services offered. Go to farm and garden services. I'm literally telling you how to do it. Go to service offered. Go to farm and garden services. Post an ad. Put in the put in the title professional lawn care service. Put in the zip code you want to target where the ad will be placed and then put in some information fill out the con fill some context in put what you're offering what you're doing how to get in touch with you and any promos you may be running put your contact information make it as easy as possible for somebody to get in contact with you put a put a phone number put an email put a maybe you have two numbers maybe you have a mobile number and you have a a house number put both of those anything allow the customers to message you through text message everything you want to be easily as accessible to customers as possible okay that's one of the big things you don't want to just say oh well i'm only going to take customers from this time to this time or i'm not answering my phone after 5 p.m or anything like that you want to make sure that you're actually in this man because if you really want to grow and go quote unquote big time this is going to take some sacrificing for you to be able to make it to that next level instead of staying at mowing 10 or 12 yards on a weekend just because you want some extra fun money okay so make sure with the marketing that you're just you're just trying to get your name out there you're just starting so do the craigslist ads do the facebook ads run some facebook ads do some instagram ads advertise your business on facebook to your friends post often let them know that this is what you're doing you want to post enough to where they know hey John Smith owns the lawn care company. John Smith is associated with lawn care. I'm just giving an example. So like for me, 
everybody would know that Landon is associated with LDM Lawn Service. Landon does lawns. Landon mows. So when they see me, they know what I do. So a lot of times, if you know this working or not, if you if you meet somebody in person and they know who you are and they ask you how lawn business is going or they ask you how the landscaping business is going, they know you do landscaping or they know you do lawn service. And this is what I'm talking about. Okay. And then the fifth and final piece of advice on top of a couple tips and tricks that I'll give in just a minute. The, f- the fifth piece of advice is actually going and seeking other people's advice. Okay. Number five is advice. So what I did when I first started is I actually spoke. I knew a couple people in the lawn care industry. I actually spoke with them and tried to figure out what they were doing and if they were successful and why they were successful. And I wanted to adopt those type of characteristics to become as successful as possible. So you want to look around and see who's doing what you want to do in your area. Okay. You want to find someone who's doing what you want to do. So for example, when I first started, I was doing lawn maintenance. I actually knew a guy who did lawn maintenance and he was, he had a a pretty good sized company, probably approaching $1 million in gross revenue, maybe over that. I'm not sure. I didn't ask. It's none of my business, but this guy was doing pretty well for himself. Okay. He had been in business for 25 plus years and he was in the maintenance business and he just did a jam up job. Everybody knew him for his work and I wanted to talk to him. So I actually reached out to him. We set a time to meet. We met at a McDonald's actually, and we just sat down and talked. I just wanted to see what a day in the life was for him, what he had to do throughout each day what was he charging for for pricing per for per cut lawns things like that what were what were what were his overhead costs what type of insurances did he have what type of licensing did he have what type of equipment did he have kind of all the stuff i'm covering guys you just want to talk to people and see what they're doing and the biggest piece of advice i can tell you is if you want to be like somebody if you, if you want to be successful you need to mimic those type of characteristics. You want to surround yourself with successful people. You want to do what successful people do. And hopefully in the end, it'll pay off and you'll in turn be successful. So a couple of tips really quickly. I wrote on my paper just to go over with you guys. First off, I'm begging you and and this is totally up to you guys, but, but don't go into debt to do this. Okay. Don't go into any type of debt to start this. If you've already started the business with debt, up until this point, if you're someone who may be doing it on the side or anything like that, pay that debt off and be be debt free and be as flexible and liquid as possible. OK, cash is king, guys. OK, like Dave Ramsey says, cash is king. This is what I really built my business on. You want to make sure that you're able to pay for stuff. You want to make sure that you're not paying everybody else at the end of the month. You don't want to be paying Ford Motor Credit. Toyota Motor Credit. You don't want to be paying your Chase Bank. You don't want to be paying MasterCard. You don't want to be paying American Distress. You don't want to be paying Discover. You're broke every month, okay? You want to be paying nobody. You want to have zero debt because, like I said, cash is king and and, and cash flow makes it work, guys. I promise you. Cash flow when you're starting is the biggest thing you can have because if you have no overhead, if you're not paying everybody else besides yourself at the end of the month, guess what you have? You have money. 
You actually have Uncle Benjamin Franklin in your pocket, okay? You're not paying everybody else at the end of the month, and then you're getting some small percentage because you've paid everybody. Guys, the borrower is borrower is slave to the lender. Remember that the borrower is slave to the lender. So I, I highly advise, and this is what we have done, I highly advise to cash flow all your growth, all your expenses. Yes, it's going to be slow. Yes, it's going to be a hard track because there's going to be things that you can't jump on right away because you don't have the money to do it. You're going to be comparing yourself to other guys in the business who go out and buy these sixty dollars to $80,000 F-250 flatbeds and they're pulling a $10,000 8x16 dual axle enclosed trailer with $20,000 worth of gravely equipment zero turns and all still everything and, and God's earth that you can think of. But guess what guys, they're driving an 80, $90,000 rig around. And could you just imagine how much those payments are on that? Okay. You may be starting off. Don't go out and do that because if you're only making three or $4,000 a month, maybe just starting and you have $2,000 a month in payments just in payments, this isn't including workers' comp insurance you may need, liability insurance, anything like that. You're going to be making zero, guys. You're going to be making nothing. So you need to make sure you keep your expenses low so that way you actually have room to grow and actually have money left over at the end of the month, okay? Next is you need to maximize every single piece of equipment you have. Maximize everything, all the use, all right? So you want to make sure you're maximizing your trailer square footage. How much can you cram on your trailer? You want to make sure that you can use every single square inch of that trailer. There's no sense of saying, oh, well, uh, my my hedge trimmers don't fit on this trailer, so I need to go buy a brand new one because it doesn't look nice. It doesn't fit right. Throw the stupid things in the back of the truck, okay, guys? Make sure that you just use every piece of equipment to its full capability, all right. Just because just because you don't have the best hedge trimmers doesn't mean you need to go out and buy one. Just because you don't have the best the best weed eater doesn't mean you need to go out and buy a brand new one. Just because you don't have the best edger doesn't mean you don't mean you need to go out and buy a freaking new one. Okay. You need to use what you have, maximize what you have, run that run that crap into the ground. Use it, use it, use it. All right. The longer you can use something. The more money you're going to have in your pocket, the more money you're going to make, and the sooner you'll be able to grow more, you'll be able to cash flow more expenses, and you'll be able to have some type of padding between you and life, all right, when stuff happens, Murphy's Law, okay? And then also, guys, just the very last thing, don't overextend yourself. When you first start, I know especially when I did, I was kind of like a, quote, yes man, right? So I kind of said yes to anybody and everybody who was living and breathing and wanted my service. All right. I was saying yes to people that were 20 minutes out of my service area. I was saying yes to people who were jerks. I was saying yes to crappy lawns. I was saying yes to lawns where I couldn't even get my freaking mower through the back gate, but I was justifying it and rationalizing it as, oh, well, I'll just weed eat the backyard. No, you need to make sure that you guys have some type of boundaries in place to where you say, well, I'm sorry, I can't mow your yard because I can't fit my mower through the back gate. Or you need to have some type of route made out or some type of boundary, some some theoretical, some boundary lines within your, your service area where you say, well, I don't go east of here. Or I don't go west of here. Or I don't go north or south of this line. And you guys need to stick to it. If they're two miles north of your boundary line, don't go there. 
Okay, you need to make a boundary line so you know where your profit is. You need to make sure that you're not driving 55 minutes one way just to go cut a lawn for 30 bucks just because you're bending over backwards because you need 30 extra dollars. It's not worth it. All right. It's not worth it. I promise you will run like a rat in a wheel. You'll be like a dog chasing your tail. You'll wonder why you never have time to do anything else. Well, it's because you're driving 35 minutes one way to go mow this lawn for an hour and you're, you're using two hours of your time to, to make 30 bucks. It's not worth it. Between the wear and tear in your truck and your trailer and your equipment and the gas it took to drive over there and the gas it took to run the two-stroke equipment and the gas it took to run the mower, you're not making jack crap, okay? So make sure... You just list all these things out before you go in and say, oh, I'm just going to take everybody I can get. And I understand when you first start, you're going to be needy. You're going to want some customers. You're going to say, oh, my gosh, this is great. People are coming to me for service. Yeah, well, sometimes, guys, there's a reason people come to you for service because they've probably either been turned down by so many other lawn guys that are in the profession or they're just crappy customers and you need to cut them out like cancer. Okay, that's just my opinion. But sometimes you get some good people, but sometimes you get some bad people. And it just really depends, but you're going to have to set your own set of values and standards and you're going to have to have your own type of vetting process. And we could get into that whole thing in another video, another podcast at another time. But for right now, guys, just keep it simple. Use the equipment you got. Just exhaust all your contacts. Make sure you have the correct licensing and insurance and permits. You may need to do the type of service, the type of servicing you're wanting to do. Make sure you're marketing. Make sure you get your name out there. Make sure you're running some Craigslist ads just to see if you can get some traction. You want to make sure that they know that that John Smith owns John Smith Lawn Care. Okay, and then the and then just make sure, guys, you you get some advice from some other guys in the industry. Watch some YouTube videos of some guys that are crushing it. Watch some some videos on instagram on facebook find some guys on social media who are just like absolutely crushing the industry and then find some people locally that you can actually talk to that'll actually spend some time with you go over some some things in the industry make sure they have the heart of a teacher okay make sure they want to teach you some stuff all right all right guys well it's good to talk to you guys it's great that you guys are listening to the podcast i'm getting the analytics back in finally and we're getting more and more listeners each day um so so just make sure you leave a review subscribe to the podcast i really appreciate it this is really taking off it's really great and i look forward to the next episode until then guys thank you so much god bless and merry christmas